0: Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you. And today, we're gonna talk about how to get yourself a second date. You went on that first date, you freaking finger-blasted her like a goddamn legend, and you walked off thinking, how am I going to get her on a second date? Did I finger-blast her too hard? How was my knuckle-dunking skills? Did she like that? Did she appreciate it? Or is she going to blow me out so hard, my mustache is going to fly off my face when the concussion hits? Well, your Uncle Mark Singh has got your back, and I want to let you know that getting the second date is pretty damn easy, unless you completely botched the first date. So what we're going to do here is review some of the general principles of how the first date should have gone. Then I'm going to tell you when to text her, what to text her, and how to go for that all important second date. I actually had a brand new client ask me, now that I'm dating all these girls and it's just like abundance up the butt, do I wait for them to hit me up for a second date or should I initiate the second date? You should initiate the second date. Even if she's super into you, which is the situation I'll address in this episode, you still should be the man who leads her to where she wants to be led. So generally speaking, gentlemen, when it comes to initiating the next advance, either in the relationship, the dating sequence, or even physically, you're the one who should do it, but she should be the barometer. So you basically do it when she's ready for it to happen. And you need to read her. You need to understand how female psychology works, which of course I teach in my three-month coaching program to get that sign and to execute when she wants you to execute or a little bit after, like you make her wait just a little bit more to execute and that's how women want things to unfold. They want us to just know. They want us to be able to read their body language, their signs of attraction, their green lights that in their eyes they're giving to us and for us to execute when they want us to do so. So you never wanna wait for a girl to like kiss you, to lead you somewhere, to ask you for a second date, while they will do that stuff, it's better that you execute when she wants it the most. And the reason sometimes women have to take that leadership role is because you're being a pussy and you're not reading the obvious signs, which to women it's obvious, but to a lot of you guys, it's not. And that too takes some experience and I teach heavily on that in my three-month coaching program. Now in that program, one of the most important things I teach is how to lead her on the first date. Obviously, this is about getting the second date, but there's a few really important tips I want to mention here. So first of all, you should plan the date. It should be you leading her on a really good experience. Secondly, you shouldn't pay too much money, okay? You don't want to show her that you're trying to earn her approval or trying to buy her time or buy her attention, such as guys who buy women drinks. I strongly suggest you never do that. Thirdly, it should be fun. It should be eclectic. You shouldn't spend a lot of money and you should do several different things on the first date. For example, a really typical first date that I'll pull off is go to something like tapas or sushi on happy hour, where I could get out for about 20 bucks. Now, I know a lot of you guys who live in different cities, you're like, there's no way I could go get sushi for 20 bucks because I live in New York City or Los Angeles or something like that. But There's always ways to create a date where you can get out for a little bit of money. And the reason we do that is because it communicates options. It communicates that you probably go on a lot of dates. You're not trying to buy her approval. You think that you're enough just based on your conversation. And think about this one. When you take her to an inexpensive date, and I'm not talking like McDonald's or Burger King, I'm talking about someplace that kind of has a cool vibe. When you take her on that inexpensive date, you're communicating that you feel your conversational abilities are enough to entertain her, even if you guys do what I sometimes do, which is take girls to the top of a damn parking garage, chat with them a little bit, and then swing dance, like country swing dance, outside of my car as we play music in my car. I've done that freaking hundreds of times. It always works really well because it communicates high value. So. What you do is you go to a couple cool places. You can go to like a, a tea bar or like go get a drink, go get some coffee. Shit, I've had dates where we went to freaking Barnes and Noble and just like look at books and stuff. And it shows that I don't care where we're at, bro. We could be in a padded room in a sanitarium. I'm going to entertain the shit out of you. I'm going to elicit emotions in you and I'm going to be the most interesting conversation you've ever had. And all of that, of course, I teach in my program. I teach you what to talk about, when to talk about it, how to string things together. So when you're on this date, it's literally the best date she's ever had. I want you guys executing dates where at the end of it, she's like, that was the best freaking date I've ever had who are you and literally like her vagina is fighting to tear off her panties because she's so attracted to you. Like that's the level I wanna get my dudes to. So when that happens, it's like the second date is a foregone conclusion. She's actually hinting at it by the end of the first date and that's kind of like the goal you wanna get to. But let's say you don't get there and you have to use some of the other techniques we have to get her on that second date. So first date, once again, to reiterate, okay? Not spending a lot of money. Like, don't try to talk yourself out of it. Don't say, this guy's wrong. Believe me, brother. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I want to get out for like 20 bucks if I can. Well, how do you do that? Easy, man. You go to like tea, like I talked about, some like cool tea place or coffee or just like tapas at happy hour. Then you go to some other place. Like I would usually take these chicks to like this costume store that was right next to this sushi place that always had $1 sushi because I went there at happy hour. Okay, We'd go to the costume place and then we would go to this non-chain type pet store where there's like turtles and rabbits and cats and dogs and frogs and fleas and crickets and all those fuckers and we're looking at them and she's all getting in her feminine energy with the cute little bunnies. And then I would yank her back to my house. And in the situation I'm specifically thinking of, this took place in Arizona, which literally was across the street. How would I yank her back to my house? By telling her a story about my life. And in my situation, it was the time I lived in Japan and how there's actually a video of me teaching English in Japan and then the video goes on and it's really like emotional because it's my final goodbye speech and all the kids are like bummed out and crying because I'm leaving and like I walk out like a champ. I literally had this video professionally edited, right? And I would tell her about it on the first date at sushi, run her through sushi, run her through the costume store and then the pet store and then i will be like, hey, I actually had that video on my laptop at my house want to swing by. I only have like 15 minutes. I got to get up early tomorrow morning. Why don't you swing by and we'll check it out? Okay. And you see what I did. I brought her in, made her feel comfortable. She usually went to the bathroom and then I'd sit her down on either my bed or my couch, open the laptop, show her the video. She's shedding tears, right? She's all emotional. And then dude, it's just over. And usually guys, I don't suggest having sex on the first date. I suggest making out, getting it really passionate and then leaving her on that high note and saying, hey, hey, let's go ahead and slow this down. I got to get up early tomorrow morning as I talked about, so let's get you an Uber, or I'll go ahead and take you home, or I'll walk you back to your car so you can get going, leave her on that high note. Okay, so if you execute like that, setting up the second date is super fucking basic. And the way you do it is you text the next day, and I suggest around 6 p.m. Now, it could be different based on your schedule. It's difficult to coach you guys in this kind of way because I don't know your schedule. I don't know your life. This is why it's so much better like actually work together so I can coach you on your specific situation. But since I can't do that, we're going to make a general rule here that you usually text girls the next day at 6 p.m. That also applies when you get their phone number. Okay, let's say you go out, you yank a bunch of numbers. I strongly suggest you text them at 6 p.m and you always make reference to a high point in either the first conversation, or in this case, we're talking about texting her onto a second date. You talk about the high point of the first date, okay? Something that you didn't milk too much. That was kind of a high point. Maybe she did something kind of stupid. Like, let's say you guys were walking and she tripped. Okay, and it was kind of funny, you guys both laughed. I would call attention to that and I would talk about it on that first text. Now, when it comes to texting, I obviously teach a master class in my program and you can see I'm really pitching my program right now because I believe in it, bro. It's so fucking effective and I just get so many fucking reviews. All my guys get success because like my content works as you can obviously tell from my podcast. But in that program, I teach you fundamental rules of texting. One of them is to build intrigue, build intrigue. So if I had a first date with her the next text would probably come the next day at 6 p.m., right, I'm gonna set up the second date. Now, my question for you is, do I go straight in for the request to have a second date? Do I go, hey, last night was fun, what are you doing for the rest of the week? I might, particularly if she was super into me and she was like really hinting at the next date, I'll just go straight in for it. What's up, Kelly, last night was a lot of fun except for that one thing you did, but it's forgivable. So hey, what's your week looking like for the rest of this week? We got to hang out again, something like that. Okay, but if you're kind of on the fence, you don't really know if she likes you, what you need to do is build up the vibe first via texting and then on a high note, you go for the date. Now that can happen in that same night. Like let's say you guys went on a date on Wednesday and it's now Thursday at 6 p.m. You text her. You guys are texting back and forth. It's going really well. She's on a high note. You just do the close again for the second date. And you say something akin to, you know what? I had a lot of fun with you last night. I think we owe it to ourselves to do it again. I'm tied up this weekend, but what's your week looking like next week? You don't wanna look too available, but then again, you don't wanna push it out too far. So I like to wait like maybe two, three days between having the second date. She says, I'm available on Monday. You say, perfect. I actually have availability that time too. And then you go ahead and set up the date. Okay, so. If she was really into you, blow, you can go straight in for the date the next time you text. But I do suggest you at least text her the next day because especially if you guys made out or really if she like sick the duck, you finger blasted her, you guys had sex, whatever it was, dude, you got to text her the next day because she's worried. She's like, oh God, did this guy use me as so many other guys have? Or is he like really into me? And this goes into another rule. So many rules I'm throwing at you called the 8,100 rule, where you want to make sure you don't make her feel like a slut. You want to make sure you give her at least a little bit, especially if she did something physical with you, she's feeling really vulnerable. So you want to make her feel good by texting her the next day. Hey, that was fun last night. What's your week looking like? We got to do it again. Now, If again, she was kind of ho-hum, I don't know, maybe you didn't get like the greatest kiss, you got the old like grandma on the forehead kiss and you're like, oh my God, that was fucking uncomfortable. If you kind of messed it up, then what I would do is build intrigue, okay? Now obviously, again, this requires a lot of texting advice to which I'd strongly suggest you listen to an episode I did probably three to four or five months ago called Texting Masterclass. That shit was such a good episode about texting. And I think I talked about in that episode where we build intrigue. Okay, so building intrigue is something really powerful to do over text. And the thing I notice about a lot of guys who are inexperienced with women is they'll like blow their whole load in one text rather than spacing it out. So what I like to do is I like to build intrigue, make her chase a little bit, get her curious about what I'm alluding to. Okay, so we had the date on Wednesday, Thursday at 6 p.m. comes in. I might send a text that's simply, so Kelly, dot, 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 okay? That's it. So Kelly, dot, dot, dot. She's going to be like, yeah, Mark, what's up? Then I'll say something like, I noticed something really interesting about you last night, dot, dot, dot. Now you see, guys, I'm building intrigue. I'm getting her thinking like, what's this dude thinking about me? What did he notice about me? And since it's about her, she's going to be curious and shoot back with like, what was that? And you could be like, I don't know if you want to know, you're going to get so excited, you'll jump in the air and whack your head on the ceiling. I don't want to be responsible for any damage in your home. Ha ha ha. Okay. So you're kind of building the intrigue and then you tell her something that you noticed about her. Or on the other hand, you can reference back to when, say for example, you're walking down the street and she tripped on a crack. Your first text could be like, hey, I understand there's a brand new crack on 5th Street. So make sure you don't walk down 5th Street today because I wouldn't want you to hurt yourself. Okay, so it's reference again to that high point that happened. You point it out, kind of make her laugh, get her into the conversation. She'll be like, ha ha ha, yeah, I don't want to walk down that because I'll kill myself. And you'd be like, hey, listen, had a good time last night, but there is one thing I noticed about you. Okay, so that's a mix of two different methods. But what you want to do is engage her in the conversation, get her on a high note. I teach a myriad of ways to do this in my program, but basically you want to get the conversation ramped up. You don't wanna go for the hangout again until she's on emotional high note. And that goes back to my her being the barometer for your escalations. You always want to execute. That is, you always want to kiss her, take off her bra, take her on a date, ask her for the hangout, ask for the phone number, whatever stage you're into when she's on a high note. Okay, so you're talking to a girl in public, for example, you cold approached her, you guys are talking, and the conversation dies a little bit, and you're like, oh, I don't know what to say next, so I'm just gonna go for the phone number. Horrible time to do it. You wanna do it on a high note when she's laughing. Always put people on a high note before you go for the next thing. So when kissing her, for example, you wanna elicit emotions, and again, I teach all this in my program, how to get her very emotional, and then when she's like on that high note, you execute. When she's on the high note during texting, you ask for the second hangout. But again, if you crushed it correctly, if you do everything I teach you guys to do, like how to execute the perfect first date, it's a foregone conclusion, man. Like she's asking for it. And that's what I like the most. I like that situation better than any other. And I'm sure you agree with me who wouldn't like that, where she's like hinting at it. She's like, you know, this is such a great date. I feel like we're like soulmates. You're you're so interesting. I really think we should do it again. And then what I like to do, and I want you to guess, what do you think I do? I always kind of wrinkle my eyebrows and I'm like, you sure, I don't know. You kind of strike me as a stalker Texas ranger. I don't need you hiding outside my house in your ghillie suit and your sniper hide following me with your scope because these dates are going so well. You're not gonna turn into stalker Texas ranger, are you? And she's like, no. Are you gonna turn into stalker Texas ranger? You'd be like, totally, totally. I have my sniper suit. I noticed there was a tree outside your house. So I'm gonna go ahead and set up my camp in there. I'll be looking through your window. And then when you start getting undressed, and by the way, when you're getting undressed, you're going to know I'm there. So you're going to put on a little show. While you're getting undressed, you're going to hear me outside your window be like, oh, oh, right. And that kind of shit will make her laugh. So like, that's the way I want you guys to like banter with girls. You know, it's difficult to teach in this kind of format. It's way better when I have more one-on-one access to you to take your specific personality and teach you how to banter with these girls. But it's like, every guy that goes through my program around week three, he kind of starts to understand like how to start flirting, how to banter, how to play fight, how to set up these situations where attraction is built. Rather than doing the typical thing that most guys do on the first date, which I call platonic vibing. They're basically asking, where do you live? Where are you from? Oh, that's really cool that you did that. How, How did that go? And it's like super fucking boring. We have to elicit emotions by doing these gambits, by saying things like, What's your sign, Kelly? And she's like, I'm an Aquarius. You'd be like, Oh, no, I'm a Cancer. And like Aquariuses and Cancers do not get along. Like it was constant fighting. In fact, I'm really surprised we're not having a food fight right now. She kind of laughs a little bit and you'd be like, But you know what? I did hear about Cancers and Aquariuses, right? And she's like, What? You'd be like, Well, I don't know, it's a little early in the date to talk about this, so don't get uncomfortable. But I did hear that like the sexual chemistry is just ridiculously intense between the two. Like if we kissed, it would just be like an explosion of chemistry. So definitely no kissing tonight. Like stop looking at me like that. I know, I know you're trying to get the kiss in there, but we can't because you're an Aquarius, I'm a Cancer and it's just gonna like blow up. Now boys, that may seem a little cheesy, but dude, when the girl's attracted to you, And again, you're using value packed things like storytelling, cold reading, push pull, reverse qualifying, debate qualification, all these things I teach to get her attracted to you. Dude, it fucking explodes when you do stuff like that. And it's so much better than the typical dates most dudes do, which is again, just that platonic vibing. Like, oh, your grandpa went to USC. I understand it's a difficult school to enter. And she's like, yeah, it is. And then there's like awkward silence as you pick lint out of your belly button. And she wonders if some better dude DM'd her off of Tinder, right? So we need to bring these types of elements. And I'm telling you, like, once you do that, get the second date, it's like no issue. She's the one suggesting it. And then at that point, that's where you want to be. That's like the best place to be when she's like really into it. And you're like, no, I don't know. I feel like you're going to try to get me in the back of your rape van and take advantage of me. I feel like you're going to stalk me and leave the ladder leaning against my house as all the other girls do. Do you understand? How many times a week I have to put the damn ladder back in my garage because all these chicks are just coming by, stalker Texas Rangers, leaving it, leaning on my house, right? And I do the strip striptease too, you know, I'm flossing a thong underneath these jeans. And if you were sitting outside my window, I just like take one pant leg off at a time, swing them over my head, launch them onto the lampshade. Then I get myself all oiled up and dance for you, right in front of the window, like you wouldn't be able to handle it. You'd be outside my window being like, "Ah, ah, ah," and then you'd fall out of the tree and she's cracking up. Like that's the kind of shit you want to talk about. And dude, getting a second date when you have that kind of vibe is super easy. But generally speaking, boys, okay. First date, you execute like champ, text her the next day at 6 p.m., reference something funny or a high note that happened in that first date. Unless of course you like milked it and like the funniness of it has been already completely used and even more used than you should have, if that makes sense. But something that was like a subtle thing, like maybe you guys kissed a little bit and she kind of giggled and you text her like, so hey, about that kiss last night. Dude, that's so gangster, dude. She's gonna be like, yeah, what about it? Especially if it was a good kiss and that's all you text her. So about that kiss last night, dot, dot, dot. She's going to be, boom, right there with you. You guys talk about that. You get the tension up on a high note. You say, you know what? I really enjoyed that first date. I think we owe it to ourselves to do it again. What do you think? She says, yes, definitely. Boom, you set it up and you're off to the races. So boys, it's not really that hard. In my opinion, when I get my guys on a first date, I'm like, dude, first try gap. And that's a skateboarding saying where I will launch that gap in one try. I don't need two tries, three tries, or four tries. It's a first try gap. Like it's not that hard. And that's the way I want my boys to look at it because I give them all those tools to use on that first date. But more importantly, we're doing NLP. NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. We're reprogramming the bullshit in their head so that they don't have a belief like, I'm bad at the first dates. I'm not good at bantering. I don't know what to talk about. She's going to discover how insecure I really am. Sitting across the table from a chick is like, fear to me. I don't want to do that. We reprogram that shit. We give you tons of fucking tools to use. So you execute like a legend, bro. And you go in there and at the end, she's like, so like, what's your weekend looking like? And you're like, slow down Casanova. We just met. But honestly, like I did have a good time with you. So yeah, I'll text you uh, probably in like 16 weeks. I'll go ahead and shoot you a text and we'll, we'll get that set up. And she's like, shut up. And she hits you on the arm. You're like, no, nah, just kidding. Yeah, I'll text you tomorrow. We'll see what's up, okay? I'm gonna get you home. I got an early day tomorrow, so let's get you going. Meanwhile, she's driving home. She's so horny, she starts finger blasting herself. She's texting her friend. She's calling her mom. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Second date, first try gap, man, every single time. All right, gentlemen, I do appreciate you listening. If you'd like to come join us in the brotherhood, joining my three-month coaching program where I make you an absolute assassin with women, if you'd like to meet with me and my team to discuss the possibility of you joining us, go to my website right now. The URL is coachmarksing.com. Click on coaching, fill in the very short application. I'm going to email with you, make sure that I'm a right fit for you and you're a right fit for me. And we'll see about you coming to join us in the Brotherhood three-month coaching program. Fucking gangster. You are going to have girls literally camped outside your house. You're going to call it Camp Vixen. You're going to have to like rent out the adjacent property. So all these chicks with their tents are going to be camping outside your house and they're going to have shifts where they stalk you. And you're going to have like a, a stalking manager who goes outside with the big megaphone. And he's like, now calling female number 13, female number 13, please come forward. And she's like, oh, it's my turn, it's my turn. And then she gets up in the stalker hide, gets on that sniper rifle and gets to watch you do your oiled up speedo dance in your window because you have so much game, man. I'm telling you, like it's a flood. First, you guys have zero. And then it's just like, forgive my analogy here, but it's like a tidal wave of pussy. And that's the way it works. 20% of guys get 80% of the women. So at first, you're not really part of that. You get like a girl here and there, mostly sixes and sevens. Then when you fix the shit in your brain, when I teach you what to do and teach you how to fill the top of your pipeline with so many girls, you become the hot chick. Once you get in that situation, it's just like a flood of them, man. You can't even handle them. You literally do get stalked. I have been stalked about six times in my life by different chicks. Fucking psychotic chicks. I should actually do a podcast episode on it because girls lose their shooter marble, bro. They come unpeeled. They completely lose their own precarious grasp on their own composure and they turn into stalker Texas Rangers. So if you want that kind of attention from women, If you want to be an absolute assassin, you got to come join us, man. This shit really works. And I feel that something like this only comes around once every 10 to 20 years. Like that's literally how I feel about it. I know you may think I'm overselling it, but it's like, that's how much I believe in it, that this shit is so effective. I have found the key to literally make any dude a fucking girl magnet. So like, why wouldn't you come join us? Sign up, man, meet with my team and we'll see if you're a good fit for it. And and more importantly, if we're a good fit for you. So that's a free session. If you want to come join us, Check it out. Once again, apply on my website. All right, gentlemen, I draw podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays. I do appreciate you listening to this one, and I will see you in the next episode.